This is Health Dose, a conversational podcast focused on issues surrounding your health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. An excess of earwax is not just gross, it can diminish your ability to hear. Philip Harris, MD, is an otolaryngologist or ear, nose, and throat doctor. Dr. Harris specializes in diseases of the ear, the nose and sinus, the neck, and associated glandular structures of the head and neck, associated cancers and sleep disorders that are treated by surgery. We asked Dr. Harris what earwax is and why we even have it. Serumin is wax that is built up in your ear. It's made by natural oil glands in your canal. It's designed to really keep your ear canal from having infections Mm -hmm. and to self-clean itself. What is the earwax for? What is it protecting? Sure. Yeah, so evolutionarily wise, we would say it's protecting from foreign material getting into your ear. Protects really for modern day today. We're not out living in the woods, et cetera, but it's helping us to not have infections from either bacteria or viruses or fungi, et cetera. So it's really a complex makeup of different oils that help to prevent us from getting an infection of the ear canal. Is the occurrence of excess wax related to heredity? There is certainly some heredity. We know that certain genetics make for black thick wax. Certain genetics make for a kind of thin runny wax. What you find is that people get impactions from either they try to clean their ear too much, so they introduce foreign material, Q-tips, etc. They pack it in, or they neglect it maybe, but as you get older, skin and different glands dry out as different hormones change in our body, etc. So the elderly tend to have more wax impactions than the young, for example. But that being said, definitely dried wax is a problem, hard to get out, hard to treat, because not to go off on a tangent, but if you start treating it, you know, you put water in or something, then it swells, right? right? So now you're having trouble with pain and getting rid of it. And I got to be honest with you, I, I use a Q-tip every morning. Sure. I can't stand the feel of water in my ears. I and I worry about that every day, whether I'm pushing the wax in there harder. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, if you're the old montage, you don't put anything bigger than your elbow in your ear, right? Right. But in uh, Q-tips, obviously the companies who make them are not trying to harm you. I think if you're conscientious about not pushing too far, not being too aggressive, you'll do fine. How is climate impact our making of earwax? Yeah, that's a great question. So the climate itself, obviously humidity is a big situation with our ears and our earwax. You have a lot more ear problems, infections in the summer. Those are typically more around swimming and getting your ears wet. But the more humid, the more moisture you contain in a canal, the more likely you're going to breed some bacteria or yeast in there. How can I tell if my earwax is impacted? That's a good question too. One, your hearing will go down, obviously. So some people will notice their hearing. You can have people get quite deaf, I guess I should say. It's a, not, a, not that severe, but they'll drop their hearing quite a bit. Sometimes you'll get pain. So, you know, you move your oracle, your ear around, it's painful because you got stuff in there and you're moving the canal. Sometimes if you, this isn't always true for earwax, but let's say you think you have some earwax or maybe some fluid in your middle ear. If you hum, you'll hear it in the ear that has the fluid or impaction versus the other ear won't essentially go to the fluid-filled ear or the wax-impacted ear. So that's a nice little trick, too. When do I know that it's time to see my doctor about earwax? Sure. So definitely if you wear hearing aids or other devices, you should have it checked. Like earbuds, like my my iPhone earbuds? That's right. Exactly. That's a good point. And uh, earbuds are common or things that insert in the ear for workers who are protecting their hearing, etc. But You know, usually when you go in for your routine care, your nurse, practitioner, your doctor, they'll check your ears and they'll notice that right away. But if it's painful, 
it's your ears tender, you're getting dizziness from it, it definitely get checked. What percentage of patients that you see in a given week have an ear impaction issue? Well, being an ENT, you know, of course we see a lot of it. I would say also my practice here in Midland, we tend to have an elder or more older population, so probably higher percentage. We always overestimate what we see, of course, <laughs> statistically, mm-hmm. but I'd say probably a good 20%. Really? It's pretty high. So yeah. what do you do for somebody who has a, an ear impaction? You bet. So first, I'd say that our primary care colleagues are great, and they not that they can't handle it. So, you know, we get people referred to us for earwax impaction from the audiologist or from primary care. And it's not that they can't handle it. That's not the issue. But we do have better tools. For example, you know, I wear a head mirror, so I don't have to, my hands are free. I can see things with with both my hands available. We have microscopes. If it's hard, we can look under a microscope and go through a congested, tender ear. But in general, we remove them from small picks or fine forceps, or we use suction. Uh, primary care tends to do more irrigation. We do less of that simply because a lot of our patients have already either traumatized ear canals or they have tympanic memories that may not be intact, and we don't want to flush things against that. We so. have what, what that might not be in? Sorry, uh, tympanic memories. So it, basically the eardrum itself okay. may not be intact or may have disease to it. So. Does it hurt when you uh, remove your wax? Unfortunately, it does. <laughs> we do certainly try to have little tricks to not make it painful for patients. But in general, I would say a gentle earwax removal in our offices is much better tolerated. But there's also the anxiety of having had, they came to us already having maybe someone attempt to it. So it's painful or the ear is infected. But that shouldn't keep you from coming in to get it cleaned out because it's only going to get worse if you don't. Beyond avoiding sticking the cotton swab in your ear, what are ways that we can avoid a buildup of wax? You bet. So my favorite is for people to use a little bit of olive oil in their ear once or twice a week. I find that very effective. Now, olive oil is thicker, so mineral oil is fine. There's a lot of products sold over the counter, anything from name brands like Debrox to self-irrigation kits. I'm not opposed to those. However, I think they're pricey, number one. And second, you know, just a little oil in your ear goes a long way. Like the chemists like to tell us, like dissolves like, and earwax is oil. Ear, nose, and throat doctor, Philip Harris. If you have health concerns, consult your health care provider. If you need help finding a health care provider, go to midmichigan.org doctors. For more information on a variety of ear, nose, and throat-related topics, you can go to MidMichigan's blog at blogs.midmichigan.org. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Check back soon for another edition of Health Dose.